What's up, Greg? Welcome. What's going on? What's going on, Scotty boy? Welcome to my podcast. I'm glad to be on this week. Glad you're This week we have guest Greg Scott Stannard on Decent Dialogue. Yeah, I've been longtime listener, uh, longer fan, longer friend, longest co-host. Um, co-host so so glad to finally cool. be recognized and yeah brought on i'm glad you're here how's uh well, how's it going man it's good i anticipate you asking me a ton of questions today yeah i want this a mostly greg based podcast today so. I've, I've thought about that like what if we did podcasts where we interview each other every single real? week no just like as an episode i think that would be a good idea for an episode like i'll interview you you interview me i just had that idea right now okay sure why not i think that's a great idea so coming coming up in the coming weeks i'll interview greg and he'll interview me yeah or we could bring somebody else on to interview both of us whoa no because i need an episode dedicated to myself you know i'm i have a big enough ego that i could fill an episode just Sounds fine. Good. I don't know about your ego, but I don't know. I like to share the stage, so maybe it's less. I don't know. Well, wow. mm. maybe I'm just too humble. Um, too, Probably for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Nothing much is going on though. I mean, I'm I'm going to Michigan this week, and as you're listening to it, I actually am just getting back from wow. Michigan. Wow. So, well, um, I think the weather will be nice at least. Be high of 65, I think. Holy smokes! Lows in the mornings in like the 40s. It's gonna be really nice. It'll be fall. It'll be a, my first real fall experience in a couple of years. So, do they have leaves in Michigan? They have a couple of leaves. So <laughs> Maybe they'll be different colors. They do turn. They apparently they have a really pretty um, fall. Is what I hear. Nice. So well, last time cool. I went, it was snowing. Not in fall. Like we went in December and it was snowing, which is pretty great. So it was like the good. And it snowed the week prior. And it snowed a little bit off and on, but there was already like six inches on the ground. But the roads have been cleared, so it's like the perfect combination of just being able to uh, go out. Yeah, play the snow. So. Nice. How old was Levi when y'all were there for that? Six months, I think. So did he like run around in it or crawl around in it or? No, I did. I I did all the playing. <laughs> uh, I have a video. Natalie has some cousins that are younger, probably like they were probably like maybe six and nine or something like that mm-hmm. but i just went out there and played with them so that's great they they entertained me i think they were the ones putting up with me having a blast in the snow so that's so funny but yeah nothing other than that nothing much what about you man uh yeah not much as i said last week i started my next class for uh that college situation i'm doing i say it so ominously like that college thing i'm doing no it's not even college it's just no it literally is college like oh it's, it's at a college i thought it was just an exam you signed it's for. called the american college of financial services oh so okay. it's it's literally a college like an accredited college i'm getting a designation from that college so hmm. yeah cool. and it's literal college classes it's is not... that where they teach you how to be a cashier yeah yeah exactly exactly they say you learn how to like give proper change if you know something is 1923 and they hand you a 20 uh then you gotta yeah how many well i don't understand then how does that cover like uh, you know multiple exams is it 
you just work at the basics and work well, your way up. You think you think there's not a lot to being a cashier, but there's a lot of underworkings. And one of the big things too, you got to look out. You got to learn how to spot counterfeit bills. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. That's a whole eight week class in and of itself. I hear when you are a cashier that a lot of people try to just skirt the system. Sometimes you have to know the rules of, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't accept bills 50 or a hundred dollars or you have to call your manager or you don't accept checks or Venmo when, you know, stuff like that. You just got to be aware of. Yeah. And fun fact, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to Google this right now, but do you know what the highest denomination bill is? Uh, I'm going to say a $5. No, a $20 bill probably. What? Wait, uh, denomin- what do you mean highest denomination dollar? Like, what do you mean? Like the one used the most or the one? Like the high, like there's $20 bills, for $50 bills, $100 bills. Like what's yeah. the highest oh, oh, denomination? Okay. So, sorry, I... See, we're all about clarifying here on Decent Dialogue. Yes, yes. I needed you to clarify. Because I thought you meant which one is used most common. Uh, no, no, no. And I thought it was a trick question, so I said 20. Um, the highest denomination, I'd say, is Southern Baptist. No. Um, <laughs> let's see. But I know yes. it's not. I mean, I know it's not 100. Okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure that there has been like a thousand or $10,000 bill before. Yeah. It's so just not in circulation anymore. $10,000 bills were a thing and they were in circulation. I think they're still legally allowed to be owned, but then there's actually a hundred thousand dollar bills, hmm. but they're not allowed to be owned. But whose face is on it? Oh, I don't know. That's a great question. Who would you guess? I would guess. I'm going to guess it's some general, maybe Ulysses says Grant. Ooh, that's a good guess. Who is that? Uh, Woodrow Google? Wilson. Uh, did you see his picture and know that? Or did you say who is on it? I typed in $100,000 bill. And that's the first thing that came up. Uh, perfect. Yeah. Well, there you go. $100,000 bill. Get them so do you think, while you can. Do you think Mr. Wilson made that bill and then decided that I want to be like, do you think he made it with the purpose of I just want my face on the bill? Mm, no he, he tried to get in he tried to get in with like the 20 dollar bill but they wouldn't let him and so he made his own bill yeah i don't know that's a uh, current like this is this is turning into a history on currency very fast i know the ten thousand dollar bill has a guy named sam and chase sam is that his, chase is that who started uh chase bank uh no probably i, I mean possibly. it's gotta be no, he was the Secretary of Treasury under Abraham Lincoln. Became a, G- uh, a Chief Justice of support of support court, no, of Supreme Court. There was five thousand. They have five, ten, hundred thousand dollar bills. And you know, one of my long term goals is to work for the Federal Reserve. Yeah, I know yeah. a guy. That's one of my lifetime goals. I'll yeah, you, you really, mind. you really do know a guy, don't you? I do. Introduce me. Okay, sure. Put me in a group chat with him. He's got tenure there, so he's you know he's got he's got it in. So five thousand dollar bill was initially issued to finance the Revolutionary War. Wow. It, yeah. How about it that? It had James Madison. Hmm. Interesting. I'm just now you've got me on this track now. Thousand dollar bill oh, is man. Grover Cleveland. Could you name all the presidents? How many presidents could you name? You think? Uh, I don't know, a good amount in somewhat order. I used to, have to, I knew all of them at one point in high school for AP US history. That's impressive. 
you got Obama. He's yeah. the first one. Clinton. Um, Clinton. It, it goes Obama. Clinton was Clinton, Obama's vice president. Kennedy. And then George Washington somewhere in there. No, and... I, can, I don't know. We can do that one day. Okay. So have you ever seen those people do on Twitch? It's a new thing. When people are killing time, they'll do this game. How many... You match the states, like almost like a geography B type deal. You match the states, or you do city capitals. How many city capitals can you? Oh, I can't do many. Sixty seconds. In sixty seconds, mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't do. I could do maybe ten. Really? Maybe. Could you do more than ten? I could probably. I could probably get close to fifty. What? What's the capital of Oklahoma? Oklahoma City. Is it? I mean, I can fact check it right now. <laughs> fact check yourself. That's we should just do facts. This episode is the fact show. Oklahoma is, um, yeah, Oklahoma City. That's so unoriginal. Yeah, I know you picked a really easy one. Well, I don't know. How about my, I was trying favorite, to think Nevada, Kansas. Kansas has Topeka. Oh, what about Nevada, Carson City? No, but I don't think it's it's not Las Reno. Vegas. It's Reno. No. What about Utah? Uh, it actually is Carson City. You're right. Oh, you skunker. <laughs> I'm being serious. All right, what about well, what? You said Utah? Utah, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Salt Lake. Uh, All right, so what some, about, we what had about some, Ohio? Columbus? You know Ohio? Yeah, it's Columbus. What about, I'm trying to think of one that's going to skunk you. Alaska's uh, one that's always tricky. Anchorage. Uh, Juno, Juno, I'm pretty sure. Ah, uh, Juno. Yeah. And then the, for the last one for the geography B, I was in the geography B in seventh grade. I think I won a spelling B in my class when I was in sixth grade. Really? Is that, is that the same as a geography? B? I mean, I, I think it's more impressive. I cannot spell. Save the life of me. All right. For the final, for the win, capital of North Dakota. Oh, uh, Sioux Falls. Bismarck. Bismarck. Dang it. Yeah, it's okay. We'll we will on our next next week is all geography based, so we'll talk about it then. All right, perfect. I did actually did want to talk to you about geography a little bit today. Yeah, ironically enough, more geography. Traveling. Yeah, this traveling to Michigan will be the first time I've traveled in out of state in a long time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard, but we had a pandemic that just happened, and oh, true, true, true. Yeah, it's it it kind of put a damper on some 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 would even say it's still going on. Yeah, so that just depends on you ask. But the we are this is our first trip since COVID. Um, right. I don't think I've had a vacation since I mean it's been a hot minute. I can't remember. Maybe two years ago. Yeah. But it's gonna be it's, it's just be cool to get away and see a different environment. For but it sure. got me thinking about travel itself and how much I miss it. And yeah. we talk all the time about you know experiencing just remembering that different people have different experiences or backgrounds or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And I think for those like myself who have grown up and lived in primarily the same place all of their life, mm-hmm. that you don't quite realize how, how just that different you live from everybody else until you actually travel to another state or another country or another part of the world, you know, yeah. even in, where we live in Florida, you could go to places that are completely out in the woods. Um, people have been, you know, living on farms and hunting all their life. And then 30 minutes, 30 minutes over, you could go and it's people that have lived and in there's the Disney. all their life. Yeah. And you have, and you have Disney, you know, it's like, 
even in the even in the area we live, there's a lot of diversity. Yeah. And I don't know, I just want to talk to you about travel and then kind of like what your experience has been with that, of seeing different cultures and how it's impacted you and the way you've thought about the world. For sure. I think even you kind of bring up an interesting point looking at different cultures from just your own city mm-hmm. is an interesting thing to think about and how different we live than uh, you know, people 20 minutes down the road from us. Mm. I don't know. But I think probably the craziest place I've been was I went on a mission trip to India and we went to Delhi, uh, New Delhi, and just the absolute insanity of India and just the streets, uh, the drivers, everything that just that place is insane. Like mm. it is nonstop. Uh, and so that was kind of like a culture shock in the sense of just like, it is so different than how we live over here in America. And I was not fully prepared, uh, for what I witnessed. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, did it change the way you thought about, like, how did did it change the way you just viewed the world and people? Yeah, I think one of the things that maybe not even specifically India did, but anytime I go out, I just, if you are to ask my wife, I'm I'm weird and I'll say like, man, it's so crazy how many people there are in the world and every single person has a story and there's, mm-hmm. there's literally billions of people in the world with a story that uh, they think it, uh, you know, it's, that's the most important thing to them. And because, you know, their world revolves around them in a sense. Uh, then that's what they, that's how they view the world. And the way I view the world could be so different than they do. Uh, but both of our experiences are just as valid. Mm. And that's something I have to really remind myself of is, uh, I view the way, view the world one way because of how I was raised because of the environment that I'm in currently, because of the job that I have, I view the world, how I view it. And somebody else, you know, you go to India and they just don't even have the the context for certain things that I think is normal. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it's crazy, but we're all human. It really puts into, re- it really does help shape your reality of what's, what's important in life. Mm. If you go to, my wife spent six months in India. Uh, I think she was on the trip with you. Um, the first one you went on, wasn't she? No, she went with somebody else. Maybe the next not. year or something. Yeah. But she ended up going back and staying six months there. And maybe mm-hmm. when we have her on, I can, we can talk to her about it. But yeah, that'd be dope. The, with India or whatever it may be, like, and just the values they have are so different than what we have in America, where mm-hmm. families culturally are a lot closer. Like we yeah. live in a very independent society in America. Mm-hmm. And in other countries, it's a lot more family-oriented. But yeah. that leads us to have it get to this place of being hyper individualist who want their own space, want their own time, want their own whatever, Mm -hmm. instead of realizing the importance of family and having lifelong commitments with your grand, with your parents, grandparents, or children, and like all living in the same home. It's just, uh, it's completely different. I went to probably like the most mind bending experience culture shock for me was I went to England. It wasn't really a culture (laughs) shock because it's kind of, you know, it's, I don't know basically america i'm saying that to upset my british friends uh, i'll send them this clip that say england is basically america 
Yeah, no. America is just a better version of England, right? Exactly. Like, it's just England squared. Well, we we learned, we knew how to do things better than they did, so we came over here and did them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you can quote me on that. No, and then, but I went to Jackson Heights. It's a neighborhood in Queens and mm. New York City, and it's got one of the highest populations of like immigrants from the Middle East, from Afghanistan, Pakistan, India. Um, you know, just more or more closer to India, but, you know, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Uzbekistan, all, you know, all those countries in that vicinity. And we spent a week there on a mission trip and just talking to people in the streets and doing whatever we can to, mm-hmm. you know, we'd sweep the streets. We talk to people. We just hang out. People would just hang out on the streets. It was like 11 o'clock in the morning. They'd just be hanging out, drinking chai yeah. tea, hanging out in the street. You know, we would talk to people they would i mean and just hear these stories of just how they are i don't know, just think and act and operate completely differently than anything yeah. i would think or you know all of their stuff opens at 11 and then they stay up late until like two because that's mm-hmm. just culturally what they do yeah and it, it was amazing to see a small this is a neighborhood inside america by the way like that operates so differently that's yeah. in the united states somebody operating completely differently than i do mm-hmm. and I, I just think it's so I think it's so easy and we've talked about this at length on this podcast where today on social media we get into these bubbles of thinking we're right they're wrong mm-hmm. get into these bubbles of not i just think because of social media and also because of covid being isolated not being able to get out not being able to talk to people we just forget that people are people and that they yeah. there's a lot of people who live completely different lives than us and just because mm-hmm. it's different it's not okay it doesn't mean it's not okay Yep, and I think it's important to get out and to travel and to I don't know experience the world. But. No, for sure. I think that's such a it's such a simple statement, but there's so much truth in it that people are people. Uh, so many times we want to label somebody as oh that's wrong to think that way, or uh, you know you shouldn't you shouldn't believe this or you shouldn't do that. Uh, and a lot of times it's coming from our own ignorance of just this is how I've done things mm-hmm. my whole life. And so this is how they should be done. When in reality, like it doesn't have to be done that way. And somebody from a different culture, you know, the norm is going to be uh, different than what your norm is. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of going off one of the things you said, uh, you know, people would be just having chai tea at 11 in the afternoon or 11 in the morning or whatever. Uh, the hospitality, I think that I saw mm-hmm. in India was so different than it is here. Like, you would just be walking around in the streets and people would invite you into their homes for tea. It's like, Hey, you want to come have tea? It's like, I, you know, who are you? It's like, you know, I'm whatever. Let me do a background check. And uh... yeah, no, there's definitely none of that. And uh, people just want to sit around and talk and listen to your stories. And uh, I think that's something we don't do well in America. I know I don't do it well as far as Mm -hmm. uh, having community and building community. Like, Sometimes it's okay to just sit around and chit chat and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have a couple uh, chai teas or, you yeah. know, drink no them. agenda. Yeah, exactly. No agenda. You know, I'm not here to, uh, you know, try to convince you of something and, you know, you're not going to try to sell me anything. It's just mm-hmm. like, let's just chit chat and hang out and, you know, see where the conversation goes. Uh, yeah. And I think that, I think a lot of cultures, kind of have that dialed in uh and i think the american culture does not at least you know maybe i could be wrong but 
the culture I'm in, at least that's one of the things I struggle with personally, like having and building community and a lot of the community is built just in the, in the downtimes and in the un, unstructured conversations that just happen. Mm. Like that's where community is built. And that's what I saw in India really big was that unstructured community that just fostered relationships. You make a good point. And like kind of the underlying point of it is being able to experience those different cultures and interact with different people helps us to realize that the way that we view life is just, it may not be the, and when I say life, I just mean just culturally what we do on mm-hmm. a day-to-day basis. Right. You know, it helps, it helps to remind us that people live differently and it's okay. And that it also challenges us to, like you said, like, you know, seeing their level of hospitality and community challenges you to think differently about community right. in ways that you may not have if you just continue to be around the same people always that always thought the same thing about you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just, I miss it, man. And you, you yeah. said something important too. Like, I feel like people, people forget other people are people. <laughs> I think traveling and seeing, yeah. traveling about and seeing that in different cultures and society helps you to remember and actually engaging in conversation with them, like hearing mm-hmm. what they have to say. I think it's just so easy that we do forget that there are different people than us that have experiences probably similar, similar, mm-hmm. but they've all had a childhood. They've all have personal issues going on at home. They all have things yep. they struggle with. They all have, you name it. Um, we forget that. I, I had lunch, I had dinner the other night, a friend of mine, and we got our, we walked up, put our names down. They texted us when our table was ready. We go back in there and there was two people in front of us, two couples. The, the waitress, um, I mean, it's obviously a busy night and, you know, mm-hmm. like she's trying her best. We didn't have to wait that long, mm-hmm. but she like got the order wrong of who was there first and then tried to help somebody. And then some other older man was like, um, I was here first. I had a table and just giving her a really hard time. You yeah. Know? It's this poor, like 20 something year old waitress. Yeah. It's just trying to do her good job. Yeah. And, and this guy, and, you know, and somebody was giving her a hard time. And of course, like me and my friend are trying to be nice and like trying to be nonchalant, like no rush, like you yeah. know, seeing this. But I mean, you see that a lot. You see, you see people flicking people off when they drive by, <laughs> if they get angry. You know, I just think those little things are, you may brush past them, but I think mm-hmm. it's, I think it under, there's an underlying epidemic going on where we fail to recognize that the other people are people that have feelings, have families, mm. have things going on. Yeah. But we just, we get kind of consumed in us and we forget about that. Yeah, for sure. And kind of to maybe even bring it full circle back to, to traveling and going outside your, uh, your bubble geographically. I think when you, when you go somewhere that's, you know, whether it's a hundred miles away or a thousand miles away, you get outside of your just normal routines Mm -hmm. and you see things, you know, you literally see different, uh, you know, different buildings and different streets. And, uh, you don't, you know, you don't really know where you're going. So you're hyper-focused on everything that's going on around you to make sure you don't get lost and you're seeing things in a new light. It kind of reawakens your brain to say like, Hey, I need to focus on what's right in front of me. And I need to make sure I'm doing what I need to do, uh, to be where I need to be. And then I think through that, through the, through that traveling experience, even the journey of getting where you getting to where you're going, uh, kind of awakens your senses to once you're there, you're like 
taking everything in. You're like, all right, this is a new spot. This is my hotel. This is the shops around my hotel. This is the doorman. This is the, you know, whatever. And it's, you're just so aware of everything. Cause when you get kind of stuck in your routines, you're, you're just so used to taking the same street to work every day, listening to the same thing on the radio every day, mm-hmm. you know, eating the same thing for lunch every day. You get so in your routine that you just Breakfast kind of, <laughs> oh, never again. Uh, but you, you get so in your routine that you just drown out the world and you just become numb to everything. And so I think when you do get outside of your routine and do something different, uh, that's it. It's so important to do that, to kind of reawaken your senses to what's going on. Yeah, for sure, man. I didn't have much more to talk about, but I just thought about that. It it's made me remember and miss how much I did enjoy going to places that were, that were different. But. No, for sure. And I think that's a good, um, it's a good reminder to, even if you're not, you know, traveling to India yeah, or anything Sometimes like you that. can't go out a ton, but yeah, like just mixing up your routines and changing up what you do every single day, like that can have such an impact on your mental health. And, mm. and you know, I think that's kind of to, to one of the things you said, I think a lot of people right now are uh, struggling a lot with mental health, whether it's uh, just anxiety about what the future is going to hold or just uh, feeling isolated and being depressed or whatever it may be. Mental health is like, you know, at a, I don't know how you describe it, but it's at an all time bad level, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and getting out of your routine and kind of changing things up, even in the slightest can have a huge impact on your, uh, on your mental health. So I definitely challenge, challenge whoever's listening to this to maybe step outside of your comfort zone and, uh, do something different. See what happens. For sure. I want to take a break. We're sponsored by um, 365 Organic Honey Cinnamon Whole Grain Animal Cookies. Uh, You can have a buffalo. You can have an elephant. You can have a lion. Or a camel, a one hump camel. Wow, that's interesting that we're sponsored by them because I feel like our other sponsor is actually a competitor to them. And Welch's fruit snacks. Get I mean, your get your fruit snacks. How are they? How's that competitor? One's well, crunchy, they're both one's snacks. Gooey. They're both know, snacks, though. One's crunchy, one's gooey. Well, the, this portion is brought to you by the gooey goodness of Welch's fruit snacks. Get and yours my- at at Publix. And my portion is brought to you by Animal Crackers. Get yours anywhere ever, okay? Get yours from the Animal Cracker store. I did want to tell one story. Scott and I, we grab lunch, you know, we catch up and outside of the podcast. Yeah, and we yeah. we have a we have a we, there's a eternal struggle. I think we fall eternal. Into. There's a turtle struggle or there's a turtle. Eternal? There's a turtle struggle. <laughs> um, where between our offices, there's not much to eat. There's a breakfast place near yeah. my office. Mm-hmm. There's a barbecue place near his office. Yeah, the barbecue place is closed on Mondays. They're typically open now. I think they started opening now. But yeah, but now they open on Mondays for like a week. And now they're doing remodels. So that's how that's going. But Amateur the breakfast hour. place we go to is, 
I don't know. I've definitely enjoyed it in times of my life, but I have a thing against all breakfast places ever because they are extremely overpriced for food that costs them pennies on the dime. Yeah. Okay. But also, uh, every time we go, it just gets worse and worse. And <laughs> Scott texted me today. He's like, I've had three bad experiences there. And I'm like, just try ordering something different. It's going to be fine. But it wasn't even the food this time. Yeah. This time I wasn't the food. It was today we got there and I don't know what was going on, but it, just, it took, we sat there for probably an hour before we got our food yeah, and had to like shove least. it in our mouths to get back to work. And I'm like the most great when it comes to waitresses and like the service industry, you can ask anybody like I am very gracious, like I, I will forgive a multitude of sins. Mm. And like, I'll tip 25%. Like, and it was terrible yeah. service. Yeah, I only tipped today 18%. That's how mad I was. Wow. And yeah. that's, hey, I mean, what's down in the well comes up in the bucket, man. And when you get stressed, that's when you see true Scott. Yeah, it, so. it was. I think Greg was going to see a side of me he's never seen. Like I was like pretty close. If we hadn't got our food when we did, I was, I was about to tell our waitress the next time she came out, I was going to tell her, Hey, forget it. We're leaving. And she, but she came out with our food. So I was like, Ugh. she knew it. She knew it was coming. Yeah. I was just like, I'm, I'm anti-conflict um, like that. So I'm like, Scott, just remember, man, she, uh, you know, yeah. she's trying bring, her best. Bring that full circle. Like, you know, she i'm sure they they are struggling and they're they're dealing with a lot and this and that but it would be one thing if that was the first time we've had a bad experience there that was literally like the fifth or sixth time <laughs> but the restaurant you can choose to go there and uh yeah you know, we had to get back for lunch and like one work. time i the one time i ordered like a sausage egg and cheese sandwich and i made sure like hey sausage egg and cheese you're gonna do sausage yeah sausage sausage yeah. okay perfect comes out no sausage on my sausage well, egg and cheese. there was no there was no egg Oh, is that what it was? There was yeah, no egg. Well, I think they switched it. They switched oh, the that's to what bacon, it was. and then there was no egg. So we yeah. had to go. We had to ask for the egg, which of course they're not going to take it back there. Put the like, egg on. They're going to bring out an. They egg. brought me a. That's what it was because I was so shocked. They brought me a sausage and cheese on a croissant. I was like, "Who does that?" Yeah. Like, are there, are people actually ordering that? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, does somebody actually come in and say, "I'm sure." Let me get the croissant. With just the sausage and cheese, like I'm sure. Who I do that big up. I go to a place called Big Apple Bagels. Uh, that's fantastic. I often yeah. get the sandwich that includes egg and say no egg because a lot of people don't oh. get egg. But maybe that's yeah. just me. Anyhow, yeah. But here we go. So this we are, this we'll is that we're not brought to you by that breakfast spot. Yeah. In Tampa. Also, let me finish my rant on breakfast food. Oh yeah. I sorry. know that it does not take five dollars for two pieces of french toast which is one loaf of bread put on a pan it does not cost five dollars for that well the, does it the powdered sugar bro. the powdered sugar does not cost five dollars and then if you want fruit oh you're you're spending nine dollars for two slices of bread and two strawberries tell me scott where is like how is that not, how is this not under like federal investigation? Like, like this is. Put me on the federal reserve. Oh, this is, will be what I investigate. It, it just blows my mind. I, I get things that are marked up, but like, dude, yeah, it's... $9 scalp, two eggs. All right. Two eggs, two pieces of bacon. Okay. $9 scalp. Yeah. That, that doesn't make sense. Well. Tell me what I'm missing. Uh, nothing. Let's open a breakfast place. <laughs> 
think we can Dude, there's actually a new um not a new but there's a old gas station up the road like right by my parents house mm-hmm. and i've always wanted to open a coffee shop and we could open a breakfast spot right there in an old gas station i in another i honestly i could i actually think i would really enjoy being a chef yeah yeah interesting you can manage the business side of it and i could cook i think i would really enjoy just being a barista okay then who's going to manage the well maybe, i can manage it and be a barista can. yeah whitney actually has barista experience well well you do too actually you have the same barista experience as whitney it's my starbies i have starbies wait you worked oh that's right i was thinking panera no nah, panera is not a real barista whoa you're gonna say that to did. whitney's face bro <laughs> no she did starbucks isn't a real barista either yeah i was gonna so. say <laughs> but i do have that starbucks i have that starbucks experience so yeah i yeah i'll run the business and you can make the drinks and natalie natalie can do financial she can audit us she'll audit yeah she'll make sure everything's in order so nice um dude let's do it how much does it cost i don't know it can't be more than two million how much to open a small restaurant let's Uh, just do it probably probably quarter mil so according to the survey, the median cost to open a restaurant, which I mean, it's land of links. That's let's that, go low. It's blowing um, up out there though right now. Two hundred seventy-five thousand, or okay. about three thousand dollars per seat. Um, and again, that's going to depend on if you're building. It's it's going to depend on if you're building new or renting a space or whatever it may be. Yeah. But if you're if you're renting a space, mm-hmm. say maybe five six thousand dollars a month, because it's typically. I think twenty five dollars a square foot. Typically, oh, that's for the bigger ones. If you like twenty, if we had like, I'm doing this is Scott and I are doing we're doing a, we're doing some math right here. Say we're say we're paying like five thousand dollars, not five thousand dollars a month. That's crazy. Um, that's not crazy for a place like on a busy on a busy street five like for a big spot that could probably hold like twenty seats. I'd say. I'm sorry. I thought I said five hundred thousand. Um, uh, yeah, no, you 5, said five thousand. <laughs> Good thing you're not a mather, a math- mathematician, a mather. I'm just that's, an engineer who has to be math- very, very precise with my calculations. Yeah, it's so funny. Like I'm not good with numbers either, but that's my job. So, yeah. whoops. So, in civil engineers, are it's definitely much of a. It's more about you're in the ballpark. All right, you're good. That makes <laughs> sense. So, is that the engineers that build bridges and stuff? Is that why uh, the infrastructure bill is so much? Because all these engineers thought they could build bridges and now they can't. And so now they're, we're having to pay trillions of dollars for it. Probably. So it's now, the engineer's fault. That... It's a subset of, of a civil engineer. Not what mm. I do, but I refuse. We we explicitly do not do bridges. You know why? Liability. Uh, uh. They are magnets for lawsuits. So, all right. $5,000 a month for a year. $60,000 in rent. We have to pay two salaries. Um, how much you want to make? Like four hundred thousand dollars a year? At least, bro. Okay. I'm not. I'm in this for the money. Well, wait, say, say, wait. If you're starting a business, you don't pay yourself a salary. I mean, okay. Well, say you like live. you were say me and you were trying to make maybe fifty thousand dollars a year. Okay. Okay. So at a hundred thousand dollars, and then if our wives are going to be working, I don't know what we'll do. Um, that's just us. If we hired somebody else who's probably making maybe thirty five thousand dollars on a part time 
year. Okay. That's already about $200,000. Okay. You're going to want at least $100,000, 150 for renovations to make it look like you want. Yeah. Um, you get any right, insurance? Think, yeah. I mean, to be safe, we'd probably need $450,000. I think, I think $750,000 to be safe. Really? Well, yeah. We need some investors. All right, so this is our this is our plug. You just listen to it. Uh, Scott has no <laughs> business plan. We don't know how much money we need. If you want to invest, hit us up. We'll start a GoFundMe. It's called Please Go Fund My Coffee Shop. What's our restaurant called though? This is the kicker. This is what I've always wanted to name my coffee shop. I've had it for a long time, and Whitney hates it though. I just want my coffee shop name to be Coffee. Okay, that's it. I mean. That literally is like when you see, when you pass by a restaurant and it, and it says restaurant, it just says pizza. Or yes. Like, yeah. That's I my never, favorite. You never go there. That's the thing. That's where I go. That's the only places I go. Well, like if there's it, a, if I'm looking for a taco restaurant and the name, and it just says tacos on the sign, <laughs> like that's where I want to go get my tacos. <laughs> what if you named it um, Scoffee, like Scott and coffee together? What if we name it? uh gregory's coffee i mean i think that's a thing yeah it's a thing in new york city (laughs) um scott's scott's um scott's caffeine yeah what about gregory 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 that's dumb scott about um this is this is literally like i apologize to our this is the this This is is after the music like the music the ending music has played yeah if you're still listening to this i don't know what you're doing with your life yeah i do something else i don't i'm like i'm sorry i apologize i'm I'm bored with myself (laughs) i'm like there's a mayland that podcast with a comedian a lot of times i don't think you've ever talked about that can you tell me when when he when when it's not him talking but the other two co-hosts like talking back and forth to each other mm-hmm. it'll, and it'll get kind of dull and it'll be like you guys know people listen to this right like, <laughs> that's that's what we need to remind yeah, ourselves all right five of the listeners people listen to this this is so. yeah people listening to this right now are my dad hello dad so my in-laws and my grandparents that's who's listening right now all right well then we'll end it but invest um Invest, invest, invest. That's the takeaway from this week. Invest, invest, invest. We'll we'll catch you next week. All right, y'all. Peace.